This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. The Blitz 1170 stream is brought to you by Duck Creek Casino, your hometown casino. All right, welcome back here on the Blitz 1170. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Jeremy Poplin. That is Deanna Made. We just had uh, Chad Weiberg on, the Oklahoma State Athletic Director. Rick Dixon will join us here coming up in a few moments here on the Blitz 1170 to talk about the University of Tulsa and their NIL program uh, that was just launched. It's, uh, I say program, it's actually a marketplace, so I need to get my correct terminology done before the boss comes on, which he is uh, dialing us up right now there on the hotline you could have uh, just let it, him correct you uh, we'll get into well i need to at least sound like i know what i'm talking about like a professional since when y- yeah i know <laughs> that 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 very rarely happens uh that is the voice of uh dion amade we've got super bowl items that we will get to colby will be joining us coming up in the three o'clock hour as well and uh, I want to take some time to go over more of the details about the actual exit between Oklahoma and Texas, what that means, where the hangups were on this. And it's funny, which is why we, we talked about this last Friday with, with um, Brett McMurphy, correct? Yeah. That, you know, the way that the initial report was phrased by an ESPN reporter made it seem like, oh, well, this is a, this is closed. And They're everyone not, else yeah. was like, no, bro, you, you interpreted that the, the wrong way. Uh, and here we are a week later. I didn't know we'd be back literally a week later, Dion, talking about this being over and done with. So more on that coming up in a bit. All right, let's hit up the hotline. Uh, our second athletic director of the day, uh, Chad Weiberg, joined us at 1.30. Now let's bring on Rick Dixon, the athletic director at the University of Tulsa. Rick, how are you doing this afternoon, sir? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Doing well. Well, uh, exciting day and exciting uh, evening last night with, I know something that you guys have been working on for uh, a rather lengthy period of time, so I'll kind of let you go through some of the details, Rick, about this process of getting the University of Tulsa at a place where I know you wanted it to be with the launching of the NIL marketplace. How, uh, how much of a labor has this been for you and everyone uh, there within the department? Well, it's... It, uh pretty consuming uh, <laughs> uh, but we we had a few of the other items you know over the course especially this past fall that we're consuming as well yeah. but uh, guys we've had uh, early on in this uh, process you know we had identified um, some parties uh, TU affiliated it turns out that it expressed interest uh, in terms of our this was the um, the part we announced last night is the the TU Collective, which is uh, uh, named and registered as Hurricane Impact. And uh, as these things go, because I think a lot of people look at universities and say, "Well, you don't, you're not doing this, or you don't have that." Well, this one you have to work through third parties. So that's that's what makes uh, that's probably of any of these new opportunities student athletes that that's probably the most challenging one to create because you're dependent upon outside people mm-hmm. having an interest first and then secondly it's a it's a fairly significant lift and and what we learned in this uh and I was kind of addressing this with our audience last night you know these this 18 months since the Alston ruling uh 
for me have kind of been divided into two segments. You know, the first out of the gate, late spring of 21, uh, when the rulings uh, were finalized, you know, the, the outcomes were that student athletes uh, were now allowed to profit on, over their through their own name, image, and likeness. And what you saw early on in that was, uh, I think what, in, in effect, I think what the ruling was intended to be was really just to, to take the shackles off and allow student-athletes to do just that, put themselves out in the marketplace and, and receive benefits, uh, whether it's goods and services, uh, potential income, uh, through their name, image, and likenesses. And and that's kind of where we went. And every university, uh, including TU, uh, started out by finding some third parties that were that served as an educator and facilitator to really kind of nurture and, and educate young student athletes how to do that, how to launch their own brand, how to create that and put it out there. And then on behalf of the universities, their role was to be the uh, kind of the collector, the uh, the documenter, which is what we're required to do is, is provide documentation, monitor it, uh, make sure that, that, in theory, things stay within market rate. Well, we all know how that turned out. <laughs> and the second half is when the move, uh, I think it was was indicative of kind of the climate in intercollegiate athletics today is the competitiveness took over. And that's when, in that second nine-month period, the collectives began to uh, evolve and, and, and uh, surface for the first time. And so we were very, you know, had a lot of trepidation. Uh, some of it was because of our own um, really focus on rebuilding, uh, re-energizing, and, and uh, improving resources uh, that we had. That was our own issue to deal with. So we were very uh, cautious uh, about how if we were going to enter into that space of, of uh, allowing and being represented by a collective. And um, fortunately, we were we were approached by uh, uh, three parties, um, and that became a fourth party. They were introduced last night as the group. Uh, most, let's say, three of the four, I believe, former uh, TU student athletes, uh, one a former assistant coach here, all professionals. Three of them in the finance industry, and one of them who uh, just recently. Uh, sold his uh, his own uh, software company uh, from Dallas, Texas. Former All American kicker here, David Feast, and that got uh, wind of this and expressed interest. He's now in a position where he has time and flexibility. Uh, he's going to serve as the executive director uh, and be the face for that organization. And the, he, he and two of the other three, uh, uh, Sean Hennessy, who's legal counsel here in town uh, for. Capital Advisors, and Thomas Liversage uh, is also a senior officer with them. And then the president of Capital Advisors, a former TU tennis player, Andy Brown, who was out of state last night. But those are the guys that really did the heavy lifting uh, in order to get this going. It's, it's fairly complex, and uh, part of it was by design. Uh, you know, you have to go through beyond uh, registration and, and approval needed at the state level, licensing, tax IDs. The other part, and this was kind of an agreement, we said if this is to happen, we, we want ours to be a transaction-based organization, meaning 
this isn't just something to, to pool resources and direct for student athletes. This would be something that was set up uh, for our student athletes to have the opportunity to provide services and engage with a number of uh, nonprofit agencies, primarily uh, ones that are focused on youth. Um, the, the one uh, that we're formally uh, connected with now is uh, Tulsa Dream Center, which does great work uh, for a lot of underserved uh, youth in our community. We're, we're adding two or three more. And so the concept will be that our, they'll, they will reach out, request, whether that's appearances, whether that's reading days, shadow days, um, any type of activities that, that are supporting their programs um, is what our student athletes will engage in, which will then uh, make them eligible to participate in any resources that the that the collective has uh, you know, has uh, solicited and, and and been able to achieve. So that was it was important to us that if it was going to happen. It needed to happen in a way that had some credibility to it. That there was a benefit not just to our student athletes, but our greater Tulsa community. And the focus in that was the youth of the Tulsa community. Rick Dixon is our guest here on the Blitz 1170, uh, athletic director at the University of Tulsa. A few things off of what you said. Um, you know, you, you mentioned David's enrol, uh, involvement in this um, and being a former athlete at the University of Tulsa. Um, mm-hmm. the, the thing that strikes me the most of people that we've talked to, Rick, that have been involved in any type of NIL involvement, whether that is through their own version of a collective, through, through various other institutions, is, is that they, they bit off more than they can chew is, is mainly like what I hear from them. And they said, you know, we had the best intentions when we started this, but we realized that this is almost like a full-time job. And we were trying to balance multiple things while this was going on. So to hear that, you know, David now has the ability to be able to spend a significant amount of time on this, I think is, is incredibly valuable because it is not as easy as just a, Hey, we'll do this part-time or on the side. Yeah, I think it's a great point. Um, and, and certainly, uh, from our vantage point, that was uh, in order for we think uh, this to be able to have the success that we hope for it to is, you know, that having and, and we all were very uh, forthright and transparent up front, uh, you know, about you know, one, I'm not allowed to, uh, nor is to you employees, but two, uh, that, that these all, the other, the first three gentlemen I mentioned, all in the finance industry, you know, made it clear that they've got full-time jobs. Yeah. They've invested a fairly significant amount uh, of, their, of their own income to launch this and get it to this point for us. And, you know, this isn't about recouping any of that. That was their that uh, contribution, but also their time and effort, because this probably took us seven, eight months uh, from once we had broached the idea, the concept, kind of the parameters, and got to the point within a couple months we said, okay, let's let's go for it. And I, I would say that's been a six to seven months. I think part is one of the most, one that took really the, the longest uh, lead time, and it was not so much the licensing, the, the uh, registering with state of Oklahoma uh, as an incorporation then, uh, but was to get the nonprofit status as a fairly – a tedious and lengthy 
process to go through, which it should be. You know, state uh, and and uh, IRS want to make sure that potential shams don't arise through that. So there was a lot of scrutiny and due diligence on that part, but they've they've done that successfully, and that's that's what allowed us to go here. And then and then actually it was back to round homecoming where where David approached me coming back for a game and and reminded me that I was his AD when he was a place kicker here. And once we we uh, realized that reconnection, uh, began that discussion, he expressed, uh, wanted to know what our intent was, expressed some interest. And then shortly before the holidays and then kind of on the heels of uh, me doing two coaches searches in December, um, reconnected with David and, and brought him into the loop and the the – the, pre, the prior three that originated this all embrace team because of that very reason, uh, the fact that not only did he have a connection, not only did he share in the in the purpose uh, and intent of this, but he also had time, and so that made him a pretty <laughs> valuable commodity, and uh, that was an important part of it. So you know, the other thing that I, I I'm, I'm sorry, Rick. The other thing that I think is great about all this too is. Um, I, and I try to say this a lot. Um, I didn't go to school there, but I, I've been doing uh, radio coverage now for, for going on 10 years um, with just the radio crew. And I've fallen in love with the university and I'm not even an alum. But uh, the thing that I always try to stress is is that I think Tulsa's in an advantage for from its size. Uh, and, and so many people want to use that as a disadvantage. And I think the the connected nature that is from all the athletes on campus that have the ability to be around each other and learn from each other through various different races and cultures. It's a it's a really unique event that I think that you can thrive in. And you see so many of the athletes that leave and, and regular students that thrive in an environment like that. And I think that that's an overall positive. And when you have people like David that went to school there and also those that are connected to the university and the city, that's got to make you feel pretty good about, yes, it was a lot of work to get here, but we know that we've made the right decisions and put the right people in charge to get this done because they understand the what TU is and what TU is about. That's insightful, Pop. In that, in that, I would tell you that that's you know part of on my side. Once we had uh, our role of of kind of consulting and guiding uh, for not only this group, Hurricane Impact, and I'll talk about the other two components of what we rolled out last night, but. You know, specific to them was being able to stand in front of our executive board of trustees last week for kind of a final blessing uh, before we did, before we went forward and officially launched this uh, was to be able to say that that you know yes every university every athletic director in the country is is you know walking a delicate line and and you have to uh, very thoughtfully uh, see how it enhances and not diminishes the operation because as i said to the group last night we we above all know here because i've it's part of me being back here is getting uh more connection more support more people coming to events buying tickets making donations those things that we had lagged on for some time and and we've made significant progress and 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 that in itself means we can't afford to go backwards. So how do we do this in a way that enhances and not redirects or diminishes the support that we're receiving? Because in, in, in an outcome like that, then 
then maybe if, if, if monies are being redirected instead of grown and a bigger part of the pie being shared is now the smaller shrinking pie starts having impact on those very uh, same young men and women that are now realizing some some benefits that they didn't see before and that so the goal is is to continue to prosper flourish grow uh, from the mothership part, uh, aspect of it but at the same time allow in this climate and this new environment TU student athletes who are as remarkable ambassadors as you'll find in the country I mean it's a it's a, it's a stellar uh, uh, just exemplary group of young men and women and and I would say once they've uh, through this launch been able to present themselves out there in the market in, a, in an effective way people are saying you know that's you know beyond championships and things of that nature that's pretty remarkable uh, uh, association and group of young people that that not only are representing TU but this this community this area of the country and 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 what people want to think student athletes represent this I'll put us right at the at the cream of the crop on that regard against you know any that are out there it's I think you saw those were there saw examples we had uh, several student athletes uh, from our organization we had two student athletes participate in our panel discussion that just is like wow that's that's impressive and and, and, you know, I think it, I think that part of it is a good thing that's evolved. I think if we'd have acted as a responsible party, uh, you know, nationally, some five, seven, ten years ago, we wouldn't be here today. Where it's being dictated, we would have already made, you know, uh, proper steps that brought us in line. You know, the, the whole idea when this started was let's create the the Olympic model. Let's mirror that, which is really taking again the shadows off and allowing athletes to benefit uh, from their notoriety and and share through the marketplace. It, the collective model, not so much, was on the horizon when this was all, uh, you know, was all being thought through. And because our own governing body has lost steam and 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 much, um, you know, ability to enforce uh, things these days, I think that's where things kind of stretched beyond what the original concept and boundaries were. And that's, you see things like collective. So you got to be very, you got to be very thoughtful and very deliberate about what you do. Uh, because that, back to your point about people started out with good intent and realized, holy smoke, this is, you know, this is a trainful and they're not prepared. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about uh, Open Doors, Rick. Uh, I went through and kind of scrolled through the marketplace there and how all of this ended up coming about. I, I have to admit, I, I like it. I, you know, I, I pride myself in trying to keep up on much of this as possible because it's become a daily part of our conversation now. And uh, this is the first chance I've really had to, an opportunity to scroll through um, this marketplace here. Um, very, very unique. And I, and quite frankly, I think it's kind of cool, honestly. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's really, for those out there listening, it's really a marketplace of opportunities for, for young student athletes around the country. And uh, and just since we, uh, you know, we kind of before we did the public launch had had begun meeting with our teams individually, and uh, you know, introducing to them this is what is coming down the the pike for us for you, and here's we want want you to be 
uh, educated, and we want you to be prepared uh, and understand the ramifications. Because uh, so, with every opportunity also comes responsibility, so we have to make sure those things stay in sync. You know, it's, it's great that, that a lot of these opportunities, and that was the second part of last night, is, is that we also introduced a new relationship with a partner of ours for the last 17 years, and that's Learfield IMG. So we're one of those. I think it's approximately in the 30s now uh, of universities that have that have uh, signed an agreement that any student athlete from the University of Tulsa that would opt in to their corporate NIL program, which now allows Learfield to be their representative and, and, in essence, kind of their agent in offering any type of uh, uh, endorsement, influencer. Um, Type opportunities uh, that that their clients, uh, you know, might uh, be interested beyond things they would normally their sales deck that would normally be, uh, you know, venue signage or sponsorship or in-game radio, uh, those type of things or a coach's show. Now it's, it's they can go through this directory that has the profiles of the student athletes who opted in. And and learn about their interests, learn the things, learn about them, their bios, their profiles, and and look at them as potential uh, employees uh, that that might be available for a number of variety of things that uh, that any type of a uh, uh, corporate entity or retail outlet or anything like that would say it'd be great to have you know TU softball team down for a grand opening or if they're doing a some type of a youth activity and have them be ambassadors representing uh, the brand of that, of that company. And so I, I just, I think that that will be uh, the most active part. I would tell you, we had our compliance director speak to the group last night and somebody asked the question, what kind of response? He says, well, over 90% of every team we presented to that are anxious to be, to have those kind of opportunities, they really want to get out. They really want to develop those, relationships and network themselves, but also engage with people in this community, and this gives them an avenue to do it. Well, it's definitely an exciting time, and like I said, I know it's been a ton of work, and you've had a, a, a long list of other things that you've been trying to get done at the same time, uh, but it is a, it's a great time for uh, athletes on the campus at the University of Tulsa, and I can't wait to see how this continues to evolve, Rick, uh, because I'm sure we'll be having many, many more conversations about this over time, uh, but I can't thank you enough for taking a few moments to come on with us this afternoon because I know last night was important to, uh, to so many people that were involved in this. Big, a big night, guys, and I'm 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 proud, really, that because uh, it's a very deserving group. I said that to many, as I can't think of a, it, it, you know, when you think of these concepts and ideas, and legislation, in this case, the outcome of lawsuits. Uh, okay, how do you turn something that maybe was well intended but got off the rails, and then and then redirect it back towards a good outcome? Well, well, this is the start of doing that. This is a very deserving group, but they'll represent uh, this university, this community in a, in a stellar and remarkable way. And, and so through all those ups and downs and trials and tribulations, I think something good will, will certainly come out of it. Well, we look forward to uh, continuing to follow it. And, and again, thank you so much, Rick, uh, for uh, all of the yeah. great information today. And uh, we'll definitely be in touch again soon.
Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. That is Rick Dixon, the athletic director over at the University of Tulsa, explaining a little bit more about the entire process that they went through at the University of Tulsa to get this up and launched. And here's the other thing about it is like I know the process takes a very lengthy amount of time. As a matter of fact, you said like seven to eight months for some of this. One of the good things to me anyway is the fact that because of everyone that immediately went and felt like, hey, we've got to get something out there and we've got to get something out there now, and then a couple of months in had to be like, okay. A lot of them went away. Mm. A lot of them merged. At least from Tulsa's standpoint, they had a little bit of time to kind of let it settle a little bit before – because the last thing I want to do is put a ton of work into something that is going to change in a very short amount of time. Uh, They've seemed to be able to do that there, and I am very happy for them uh, to finally have this done and not over with, but just the beginning stages and have opportunities for the athletes. Patience is the virtue. Patience is. We will take a timeout. We'll come back. When we do, on the opposite side, we're going to head to Arizona and check in with Mike Harmon from Fox Sports Radio. That's next here on the Blitz 1170. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.